Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler, episode number 264. Today's topic is going to be, is WordPress the best tool for the job? And a few other things we're going to talk about as well today. Do we have topics anymore? We do. We have topics. We talked about the show before the show now. We totally changed the entire format. Before we Sorry, get into I can, that, I've, though, lost, I've lost track. This particular episode is brought to you by presslinks.com. Go over to presslinks.com. You can learn about all the cool stuff that's going on on the internet and all the fun things that we find that we share on the internet on Presslinks. All Jason right, so like real quick, get everyone introduced. <laughs> Bobby, Press tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm Bobby, <laughs> um, independent WordPress consultant, and gosh, longtime user, and just general crazy person. Different. Not like that. Damn it, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> right off the bat. This is a, that's a different meeting. That's a different meeting altogether. John, how about you? Tell us something about yourself. Uh, I'm John Brown. I run an agency called Nine Seeds. Uh, focuses on custom WordPress development, <clears throat> plugins, and theme sales as well. Um, I run that while I'm a full-time nomad, I'm traveling all over the world. Uh, today, actually joining everybody from Maui, Hawaii. Um, Plug. Press, press left. Um, Russ is like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Russ is just like, mic drop, damn it. Well, we pissed um, him off early. So Good uh, to have you on, yeah. John, as always. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for coming by and hanging out with us. How about you say, tell us a bit about yourself. Who am I? Who am I? That is a great question. Um, but you can talk to me at Say Read Media on all the things. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, and I do other stuff too. Uh, so, you know, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> that's all I got today. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. Say, hey, Steve, what about you? I Who are you Steve interviewing Zanget. today? <laughs> well, I'm, apparently I'm in an interrogation room. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Steve Zanget. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive and I run the OC WordPress meetup. Awesome, man. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter and my website is jasontucker.blog and you can find all the cool, cool stuff I do over there on that site. All right, so let's talk a little bit about some fun stuff. So, can we as talk Say about was your, saying, your ear pods. <laughs> your pods? Me up. Yeah, sorry. What? I don't. It, why? Nice. Cordless ear pods? You don't like them? They look so weird. <laughs> it always, so you know, it actually, it does, it does, it does look. It, it's definitely different when you see somebody walking around with those because you're like, where's the, where's the, I where's the covers? I actually, have black like, covers for them that out. go over them. It looks like it's dripping. It's that they, they always look like they're sticking out. Like they're just <laughs> If you wear them wrong, <laughs> they can make them stick out. So many people wear them and they look like misplaced earrings. It's like I think that wasn't yeah, where but, you meant for that to go. Yeah, but the third party ones that don't have the little stick like go in your ear. And when you see somebody with oh. one of those, you're like, what is that thing? What is that know, in your something, ear? Something stuck in his ear, like he jammed something into it. Yes. Like, what happened? To it? I've been wearing these for are like you, 15 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, we just I was gone for a while. I'm sorry for the segue, guys, and everyone who can't see his earpods. I apologize. Don't. One of these don't days we have to just skip WordPress and talk this about is, all the gear that goes yeah, into Don't apologize. This, this, is, this is how we fill time. This is this is it. Yeah, that was a planned question. <laughs> this this may be the fastest we've ever gone off the rails, though, because we're yeah, it was pretty quick. Start. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we changed formats a little bit um, a couple episodes, John, and we did that so that way we can we don't have to we don't have to worry about the rails anymore. The rails, uh, yes, we yeah, took off the rails. Off the rails. <laughs> we we, we, we essentially build the airplane while it's flying. 
because <laughs> you know we dance around the water cooler and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what we're aiming for, actually. We we decided to get in touch with our inner off the rails and just embrace it. You know, sometimes, you know, you gotta go with what what has the energy. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> Jason, bring us back around. What were you saying, Jason? Something happened. Well, yeah. So I don't know. What, what, during the during the pre-show, we were kind of talking a little <laughs> bit about about this idea. Is is WordPress always? the the right tool for the job and that was kind of this like this thing that just kept coming up over and over again russ had this idea about um a particular site that he was working on uh, bobby knew a little bit about it so maybe she could discuss a little bit about it as well but using was it using edd with paypal and not being able to have multiple transactions occur or something like that how did that work bobby yeah, so it was using EDD subscriptions and not like being able, actually it was more of being able to send multiple recurring payments to Stripe. Um, so like, it, it's a little weird. Um, and the fact that Stripe uses your own site's um, cron jobs in order to send the transaction information. So if your site goes down for any reason, or you, you know, you're just, your cron just doesn't work, decides to work one day, no well, transactions there's a, there's get processed. A, there's, a, there's another factor to be aware of as well. Some hosts limit the timeout of the PHP script. So if you have a, a lot of recurring transactions that need to process at one time, and you're on a host with a 60-second timeout, you, it, they just stop. WP100. Oh, I didn't mention yeah. any names, did you? Oh. <laughs> that's, a weird, that's a weird cough. That's a weird oh. cough you guys. <laughs> They're actually, uh, you know, as as much of a, you know, I'm 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 a huge WP Engine fan. I have a lot of clients. Uh, oh, uh, totally. But but uh, this is one limitation that will that can screw you up if you've got uh, recurring transactions or, or excuse me, really any any sort of bulky cron job. Um, their timeout is very limiting. Yeah, and that I want to say this for WP Engine. This is only on their shared, and they do this so that you know everybody who's on that server node, everybody kind of gets the chance to run things, and it and it keeps you know their CPUs good. I, I totally get it. I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. So if you're if you're going to, and this is from Patrick Garman himself, he's like, Bobby, get your e-commerce clients onto dedicated don't go with the shared stuff that's never going to happen because there's so much stuff that you're that you're running on e-commerce sites not just the transactions like stripe and sending all the cron jobs but we're also talking you know mark you know uh marketing avenues and and advertising avenues that are going to be sending api requests you know clavio mailchimp those types of things are going to be sending a lot of API requests things like shipstation too they're going to be coming in and saying hey give me all these orders that's going to take a long time. You really need to, you know, not be on shared if you're going to be running, you know, any type of like big popular e-commerce. And the moment that you get popular, go to dedicated. I think that's yeah. a pretty um, good a rule of rule of thumb overall because it's not just for e-commerce. You know, it's yeah. it's for if your business. It's it's mostly for business sites, but I mean, if your business depends on your website in any you know facet of that, whether it's a intake form for you know your your customer flow or a transaction for an actual sale um you should not be risking it and paying the cheapy version and i was well, going to say look, I was gonna in take, the context of i was going to take bobby's statement a step further and say not the moment you can become popular or go dedicated i would say look for those warning signs ahead of time because if you wait till the moment you go popular your server's going to go down and yeah. you're so sad yeah. so sad and there's nothing worse than that 
It, it's and important. People say, people say that's a good problem to have. No way. That's not a good problem to no, have. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it hurts your belly. It's like everyone's belly starts twisting. <laughs> the site's down. And then whatever amount of time that the site is down is like agony. So don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's say you, John. Down is never a good thing. <clears throat> but yeah. I, I was going to say, you have to take it in context. We're talking about e-commerce here uh, in specifically. WP Engine's shared plans, which are like their, their personal and pro, and I don't know if you noticed, but uh, they just rebranded all of their packages and changed their platform. So mm -hmm. um, prices went up a little bit, and uh, uh, functionality went up a little bit, too. Uh, well, prices it, went really up, big. and the amount of installs went down. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the amount of active installs went down, which is a they're grandfathering people in, but they're the existing clients. But um, it is a big pricing shift. Um, and the it moves to a new platform um, that's Kubernetes-based and, and really pretty cool. So uh, hopefully some of those shared issues will no longer be an issue on the new platform. But, um, I just launched a like, site. I just want to be clear, oh. when we're talking about yeah. a lot of sites, uh, they still do really well on that kind of premium shared hosting like WP Engine offers. Um, when you are talking about e-commerce, being down is never, ever a good thing, right? Like, uh, you want to be undedicated. You probably want to be on a BPS that's managed. Yeah, for sure. And you know, again, you know, I'm a huge fan of WP Engine. Like I said, got yeah. many clients there. Oh, I think but we all are. Yeah. Liquid Web has a new offering now as well mm. for uh, <laughs> WooCommerce. Well, you know, um, and 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 if if you know if you are looking at running a serious uh, WooCommerce store, it's something you might want to look at. That's what two fifty a month for the. Yeah, I think that's what it starts at. Yeah. Yeah, um, it looks really interesting. I I haven't been able to justify that for the the smaller e-commerce stores we tend to work on. Well, but here's what you have to compare that to, right? So, um, you know, we do some work now in the Shopify space, right? Shopify starts at that price, right? That's just yeah. for a very basic Shopify site. So if you if you're serious about making money, that's two fifty is not a lot of money. No, I think it's reasonable. Like, uh, we just haven't gotten there yet. It's a new offering. Uh, we have a couple of clients we could probably move e-commerce-wise, though, but just haven't yet. Um, I will say, I'm, so I'm I looking just... forward to also hearing, having been on Liquid Web's bleeding edge for quite a few times, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing some feedback about that WooCommerce product before uh, I jump on board. So. <laughs> right there with you. That's it. Did that, did that bleeding edge? Segue to that. Um, <laughs> Funny, funny thing, I'm actually working with a client. We're going through their 15-day trial. Um, so far, it's been you know, kind of cool. Um, we did a lot of optimizations during a redesign, so that was already happening, and they didn't really find much more. Um, but we're seeing a bit of speed. And, and like you were talking about, John, they're using the same platform that um, WP Engine is moving to. Um, so, you know, I've, we've seen a bit of boost of performance, um, but, you know, we can't hook it up to a lot of the API stuff just because, you know, it's not an actual running site. Um, but, hey, maybe you guys can talk a bit about, like, um, load testing, you know, what kind of tools do you use for some of that, like, automated kind of thing, if that is a good thing inside of WordPress. Mm -hmm. Are we are we switching gears now? We can. Um, I like it. I like it. So uh, if you are interested in what Bobby just uh, brought up, uh, do a search on WordPress TV for Jason Cosper. 
who gave a great session about load testing at WordCamp San Diego last year. Um, he, he talks about a lot of, uh, <laughs> stop it, he talks about a lot of the uh, tools that are out there um, and how to use them, how to implement them uh, into your WordPress site. Say, do you have a comment? You seem to be snickering. Nope. I'm not <laughs> laughing at anything. I don't know Look. what you're talking about. What? Okay, what let me, let me, let me try, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try a quick experiment. Ready? Load testing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Go five. I. You can't prove anything. That was a. That was a. An invalidated test. So that was that A-B testing. Yeah, we, it was invalid. Say, say, say sense of humor stopped maturing at about age 12. <laughs> no, there, for girls, it's way later, okay? Used, <laughs> there, there's a new tool I've just used. heard about. Wait, what? Flood.io is one of the big names in load testing, and they just released a new browser extension that helps you like map user flows. Um, and it looks awesome. I haven't used it. I'm just curious if anybody has because you can do actual like checkout process kind of load testing where you're not just doing single page hits. You're you're doing multi page add to cart checkout kind of stuff. Like providing I it feel... a path and having to go through that path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I think the testing is in its like heyday right now. I feel that the ability to to not just A, B test, but like A, B, C, D, 12 million tests and like cross test and load test and just like literally every test, there's so much. And it, it makes me wonder at what point are we optimizing ourselves into dullness? Um, That's a I philosophical think, question. Yeah, I don't I don't know that you can test enough. And, and, and what we're battling against really is it, ultimately, it's user experience, but really battling against the Google, the Google machine, right? So the Google algorithm keeps getting tweaked, and if you're not, if your site's not up to speed, no pun intended, then Google's gonna ding you for it. Speed. Google's really gonna factor, ding you. Yeah, um, speed really does factor into your search engine ranking. So I just did a um, interview post with uh, the Beaver Builder folks uh, who had uh, noticed that WP Engine. Uh, had redesigned their new homepage with Beaver Builder, of all things. And it came up in the, the Facebook advanced WordPress group, which I mm -hmm. help admin with uh, many other people. And a couple of people looked at the web, web page test performance analysis of it, and it was taking 10 seconds for the page to complete. And they immediately jumped on this bandwagon of like, look at how slow it is. It's Beaver Builder. It's WPN, and it's slow. And if you know what you're doing, and this is what the, the article that Beaver Builder wrote up with this interview, uh, the actual page load is under a second and a half. It's super fast. It's that they are loading seven or eight tracking scripts like Hotjar and Analytics and Live Chat and all these things, and they're properly deferred to load late. But like performance testing has gotten a lot more complicated in terms of what yeah. you need to know, but like that load speed is super important, and it's about the perception of load speed which uh, my favorite tool, which is webpagetest.net, I always forget if it's .net, um, has a thing called speed index, which is like above the fold rendering, for lack of a better way to explain it. And we really need to start migrating towards paying attention to that and kind of the user perception, because that's what Google's looking at. They are not looking anymore at your site took 20 seconds to load. They're looking at user perception of everything. 
but they're also they're also looking at page size, right? And so, um, and and one of the factors I, I'm, I, I'm not an SEO expert, but I, I learned this from my uh, my SEO consultant recently is one of the major factors in the Google algorithm that we have to pay attention to is what's called text to HTML ratio. I know I'm switching gears a little bit, but text to HTML ratio tells you how much it, basically it's how Google looks at this, the page to see how much how much content versus other stuff you have, other stuff meaning CSS, JavaScript, layout, HTML, and ads, right? And so ads all factor into that content to, to HTML ratio. Um, and, and the reason I bring this up is we've got a client who shall remain nameless where our pages, all of our pages are, are well under a meg, right? So, so the pages load great when there's no ads. As soon as they put all the ad scripts in, in place, nine megs. Yep. yep. We've got greater than thirty-five percent. It's like greater so than thirty-five percent or something like that for the coverage on the screen, right? That's right. And so this is just just to piggyback on what John was saying is is you have to look at all what all these external networks are are doing, right? Whether it's ads or or tracking scripts or 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 Facebook pixels or any of this stuff, it all factors in. Well, and the the important thing is. Is, is it, it's a trade-off, right? It's always a, is it worth the cost, right? Is it worth the cost of slowing down your page a tiny bit to run Hotjar and find out some analytics as to what people are interacting with? Is no. it worth running these oh. ads oh, that was to get revenue question. versus, <laughs> <laughs> like, and sometimes it, it's worth it temporarily. Sometimes it's worth it all the time. But ju just like you were saying, Steve, we, ha we have a client who's a, a publisher who runs federated media, AdWords, DoubleClick for Publisher, uh, Comuna, uh, Pub Exchange has like Taboola. <laughs> like Tabula, Contextly, like every uh, single out, outbrain. They, <laughs> they have an agreement with, and they're like they stuff the ads like crazy, uh -huh. and then it's like, why is our page load so slow? And I'm like, well, when I load it in the ad blocker, not that I would ever use that myself, right? Um, sure. Always, uh, or I <laughs> I set up a test page that doesn't load those ad scripts. The page loads in under two seconds. It's fantastic. It's a big, complicated page, and it loads super fast. But then these ad networks just bring it to an absolute crawl, and it's a matter of figuring out for them revenue versus how can we still get people to come to the, the page, read well, it, share it, and interact with it without completely. And, and my clients want to stuff all those ads in there just like your clients do, right? Put up all the ads. The yeah. problem is, ultimately, that's going to reduce traffic, which means you're not gonna you're not gonna get the eyeballs to come to the ads in the first place. So it yeah. is a big right. balance. So it's backwards. Balance. It's very frustrating. But also all of those test scripts and social scripts and all that stuff, you know, if you run that on every single page, what what I'm finding is that people are testing things and then not paying attention to the tests. They've just got tests and tests running and there's a test and then it's like, well, are you doing anything with this test? What are you actually testing for? Just because one has a tool that one can use does not mean that you should just use it everywhere. Well, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to back up to something. for the, our the... time. And <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Hashtag placing ads on a site is <laughs> is effectively pricing, right? Like it is the same kind of price pain threshold that you get, right? Like will they pay fifty dollars for it? Will they pay a hundred dollars for it? Will they tolerate one ad? Will they tolerate five ads? Like right. it's the same kind of pricing dynamic or uh, graph that you go through with everything else. Um, because at the end of the day, I want my client to put lots of ads on their site, make lots of money, so that they can pay me. Like I don't get right. paid if they don't get paid. Um, 
So it, but, it's but, always these. But, but ultimately, ultimately, you want them to make money, right? So you have to help them yes. strike that balance. You know, we and, we, we started, and they are prone to shooting themselves in the foot. So we started that's what I'm about, trying to say. We started shoot footing. But we started we started talking about we started talking about load testing, but that we kind of skewed off into speed testing, right? Another thing you, uh, that that another type of testing because because Say brought it up, she said you got all these tests. Well, there are different tests for to test different things, right? And one of the tools that we use for regression testing uh, is called Ghost Inspector, and so um, Ghost Inspector is a great tool because what it does is every time we publish a change, Ghost Inspector goes through the entire site and looks at the percentage of change on the pages visually, right? And so what it can basically say is, is it, we can set the threshold, but if it's more than X percent off, something went wrong, and then it, it, we can go in and see if there's a bug on that page. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's like it's great the, because, re, re, oh, sorry, Jason, because we has something like takes, that, right? Regression testing takes a lot of time, right? You could push out just the smallest code change and have it affect a page that's that's way buried in buried. your site. Your client, I, I guarantee you, the Murphy's Law is your client's going to go to that page next, yeah, and notice that it's that it's broken. They're like, "This that's is broken. The, you haven't been there in three years. How do you right. know that now?" <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Digital, didn't Tyler Digital make something like that? The staging pilot software, where it's able to yes. kind of look and look at the screen and see what's going on with that. Um, I'm actually going to have him on um, on the show a couple weeks from now, where he's going to be kind of doing a full demo of how that particular product works and stuff. So uh, feel free to go take a look at that. That's going to be pretty fun. Now it's going to, um, another show I'm doing called WP Show and Tell, and we're going to be doing a whole kind of walkthrough of how his product works. So that should I be really love fun. that show. That show is really fun. I like that. Um, it's cool. And, it's like a demo. One of the other, uh, Cross plug. One of the other since, since we are mentioning testing, one of the other tools to uh, to uh, put in your toolbox is browser stack. Oh yeah. So, Share the lab on that one. No, browser stack does a test on uh, one in one shot of multiple uh, browsers um, and multiple devices and multiple platforms. It's pretty. pretty so you cool. can load the VMs and we'll load up a VM and play it in a VM on like a mobile device or what have you. It, it's it's awesome. So I you always... can see how messed up Chrome is all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Figure out yeah. that IE still doesn't support CSS grid. Graphic <laughs> rendering does it so well. IE six for Mac. Yeah. Don't test um, for that. Just stop. I don't, just stop. Just stop. Just don't. Just never yeah, I'm do just, it. I'm joking. Yeah. I, I know. I hear so many good things oh, about browser stack. Um, yeah. I want to put a plug in there for browser uh, uh, for browser stack. stack. I hear great things stack. about it. But um, <laughs> I it's funny because I don't use it much. Um, I let other people do cross browser testing, not me. Um, I mean, Nine Seeds does it. I don't want to pretend that Nine Seeds doesn't. Just not me. Um, but there's a tool out there um, called Blisk, which is a browser. It, it's uh, Blisk.io, and it's basically a WebKit Chrome browser. But it gives you a side-by-side -side panel of a mobile view and a desktop view that's synced up the same way Browser Sync does. If you've ever nice. used, it. and nice. it lets you use the Chrome Dev Inspector tools in both panels, which is really nice because that's what I'm Ooh. super comfortable with. Yeah. So um, I am grabbing a, this right now. Yeah, it's awesome. I've been using it for a long time. Um, one That's caveat, being a nomad, it doesn't work offline because they validate their license every single time you, you spin it up, um, which drives me crazy on airplanes and when I'm I'm actually without Wi-Fi. But um, that one caveat, it, it's been a, a fantastic thing. And it is uh, important to realize the, the mobile view doesn't use a mobile kit. It doesn't use 
you know, it, it's using uh, WebKit Chrome. It's not using mobile Safari for rendering. So there are a few little browser glitches that are mobile only that it won't detect. That's when you need browser stack, which is why I was coming full circle with all that. But, yeah. but um, Blisk.io is, uh, is awesome. Cool. But seriously, that side-by-side -side is great, especially with the developer tool, because going back and forth between yeah. the two versions to try to find the damn thing, and, it's like no worries. <laughs> it's not presets for like every mobile device you would ever want to target, right? Like you're like, I want to be an iPhone X. I want to be a Galaxy 6. I want to be a, a Fire tablet. I want to be a whatever. And it'll just snap to the right preview. And then you can screenshot that and send it to clients, which is really nice as well. Because um, they, they want to know, I guess, maybe what it looks like in a mobile browser. Maybe not. So they're like, yeah, oh, well, Chrome and Firefox. That's fascinating. Well, come on. You know you've had the client who's like, it doesn't look right on my Galaxy S4. Actually, that's where that's where browser stacks automate is, is pretty awesome for that too because you just tell it go and go and spin up a whole bunch of these and look at them all and you can look at them all at the exact same time and be able to kind of dig through it so yeah i mean browser stacks not cheap but when you when you can say literally i can pull up any one of these you know phones and be able to figure out what's up with it uh 100 bucks a month is definitely worth it what's your time worth is yep. that how much you pay i only pay 40. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the, the hundred dollar a month one does the automation uh, built oh, in. Oh right, right. Bobby got yeah. the hookup. No, Bobby just no. Did the automated one. I don't. I don't do the automated just because, like, I don't know. I just don't do the automated. If I'm seeing a problem, I just want to go be able to go to the device and take a look. But that's just me. It also has a screenshot API, so that way you could just tell it generate a screenshot on all of these, and it just quickly just provides. Yeah, you that, oh, that's, that's nice. pretty. Bad. Oh, that's and, nice. And they have a feature where you could test um, local too. Yeah, you sure can. It's pretty awesome. So, kind of going back to like what we were talking about before in the pre-show, like um, one of my what? pain points. Yeah, I know where you weren't there. Anyways, um, one of the one of the pain points that I've discovered, like trying to get WordPress to do something, is like handling events and calendar type things. It just doesn't really seem to be like the best tool for that. And usually like I finding a lot of times I'm, I'm reaching for like a non WordPress solution to actually handle that and just present it in an iframe. So I'm curious, like what everyone else's pain points where WordPress just doesn't, isn't the right tool for something. Are you, are you using ECP? Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Events Calendar Pro, because I love that. It's so great. I just launched a site with like all sorts of plugins and add-ons for that, including community add-on, which is super great. And, it is. And customizing the organizers page and the venues pages. To me, I feel like it's it gives me so much um, so much control actually with some built-in like and it even has the ability i love the thing where it's like do you want to use basic css or rcss like right in the admin i don't even have to go customize stuff right away but you can take it to that level where you're really customizing every piece of that and i feel that's it's great i think so, I, and i haven't used ecp in a while and the last time oh. that i did and this has been like i think maybe two years ago the last time i did i hated it just because i didn't like for one i didn't like their templating engine um, and making any kind of customizations was just a pain. So I switched over and used like some old P like I had an old PHP library just hanging out that I used to use back in, wow. in the nuke days and just I framed it because I was just like the customizations are taking way too long. So maybe they've gotten better in the last couple of years. I will admit that. They're, 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 they're templating uh, 
system is very similar to WooCommerce, right? So you copy out the template you want, you put it in your theme, and you make customizations. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It doesn't change recently because a couple of years ago that was not the case. Like if you wanted to go in and make some customizations, you had to go and try and find and like redo functions, and it was really kooky. So, so they I'm also gonna, have a. I was go just going to say they also have a, a Events Calendar Pro also recently launched a cross-platform tool called Loom something, Lumos, Lumens, Lumens, might be Lumens. It's probably not Lumens. I think that's trademark. Oh, um, someone can look it up. But anyway, so you can use it as a calendar, and then you can use it on whatever platform you need to use it on. So if this is a the calendar is a big component of the um, client site, you can kind of have an external calendar, and that way if they – um, kind of jump around between platforms, you can continue to move that around with them. So that's a new thing that they just launched, which I have not gone deep into at all. I've done just some cursory looking at that, which is why I don't know what the name is. <laughs> so I, uh, so we mentioned Events Calendar Pro. I'm going to tell you the one not to use. Uh, it's called Events Manager. Uh, it's a different plugin, which sounds similar. It's not. Trust me on this one. It's this so is hard a to very. It's a very yeah, it's a very bloated plugin that uh, adds so much to your database uh, that just having a few events and locations in there is just it gets unwieldy fast. So um, I normally I I normally don't feel this strongly, but I've had uh, I've had some some experience with Events Manager. You also can with Events Calendar Pro. Um, uh, use so the events are a custom post type so you can do all sorts of stuff with that so you can for example use like user role editors to you know block the events or show the events to different users so you have a lot of because of the way that it's built um, you have a lot of control over it as as you would with the rest of the components so it really to me the events calendar pro just really is integral to WordPress and works like WordPress so I'm a I'm a fan and I still don't know what that other thing is called. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I'm going to chime in on the events manager thing. Um, that's one I used a long time ago. And it's love-hate. It did one thing I, I remember that uh, the other ones, like the events calendar pro didn't do and events manager did. We used it for that reason. and But, man, upgrading was always hard, and we finally stopped using it. Um, I don't miss it. But uh, I, I wouldn't give it a – I'd give it a kind of a, a – a horizontal thumb, not a full thumbs down. Like good. On the I, 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 I would, don't even uh, want to know what a horizontal thumb is. We didn't uh, get a chance to talk about my awesome site that I launched you know, this it's week. Like, yeah, really but the time's up. The Damn time's it. Up. Let's talk about it next oh, week. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, yeah, you'll have to pitch that uh, during the pre-show next week. So oh. that's about it, folks. Go over to All our right. website at wpwatercooler.com. Click on the links there to subscribe. WP water WP water cooler slash subscribe is where you can get that information dot com slash subscribe. And then if you want to um, sponsor this particular show, you can go to WPWaterCooler.com slash sponsor and you can learn about all the sponsorships that we can do over there. All right, folks, that's about it. You have a good rest of your day. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.